you know what I said on our last podcast? I know what you said. I said, if I have to cancel Venice because I have COVID, I'm going to be so upset. Guess where I'm sitting right now? Is it by San Marco? Am I sipping on a drink? Is there a pigeon attacking me? None of the above. I am still in fucking New York City while you, Nate, are zooming in here from Venetia. Fuck my life. Well, you are very, very missed, Benjamin. I can tell you that, you know, in the Arsenale, uh, all through the Giardini, everyone was asking me if you were okay, if you're alive, if, you know, the COVID has, has chained you to a bed. And now we can confirm that none of those things are true. But yes, you are in New York and not in Venice. Yes, I did this mostly. I have to say, I, I posted my, I, I kind of knew on Sunday, sort of pushed off the trip, didn't test. I was like, maybe I'll just go and not test. Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, pulled the trigger yesterday morning, posted a result of my test. I have not gotten reached out to more over social media, like <laughs> probably since the birth of my children. <laughs> yeah. With um, a lot of people, obviously, you know, uh, uh, commiserating, uh, passing on their, you know, you know, saying how badly I felt. A lot of people upset that I didn't um, that I didn't transfer over uh, my restaurant reservation to them uh, <laughs> at uh, <laughs> Ivo, which I immediately canceled and pretty upset, including some rather fancy patrons of the arts saying, "Hey, we would have taken that table." Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think you owe them nothing, Ben. You know, like you know, you should be here. It's a bummer that you're not here. Fuck anyone who wants to take your reservation. So I did ask you for. Uh, your seat at a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I did pass along my my pass to the opening uh, of the uh, Biennale itself to uh, to a, a, a friend in need, as it were, uh, friend of the pod uh, That's nice. and Twitter friend. Um. Anyway, listen, no one wants to hear from me. So yeah, I tested positive. Like I could have faked it and gone over. That felt like a morally wrong thing to do. I have made enough fun of COVID publicly on this very podcast that I feel mm-hmm. like the universe decided to have a little chuck chuck chuckle on my behalf so i am indeed missing my favorite art world event that's okay no stress i'm gonna go there in a couple weeks when all you riffraff are gone i'm gonna see everything alone be able to stay at the nice hotels not my shitty hotel but you're on the ground what's going on you how you were in you you when did you get to milan where you went first i believe uh i got to milan on saturday morning i spent two lovely nights there uh, you know, it's just a great city to be in before Venice. Uh, obviously, there are a good number of people who made the trek as well. So there was a nice little crew there. Got to see the show at the Fondazione Prada, which is on Green and Drag Set. Fondazione! <laughs> uh, which was fine. And uh, the permanent collection is always a treat, uh, including uh, some classic works in Yusha Prada's collection by the likes of Damien Hirst and Jeff Koons. And uh, some really, really, really great Walter de Maria sculptures that, you know, are just very rarely seen anywhere. So that was obviously great. Uh, ate a lot of... Did you pick yourself food. up any loafers? Uh, no, I, I, I wasn't some... there to shop, Benjamin. This is... this is, this oh, is But if you're you in know, Milan... Research right now. You know, uh, I, I yeah, wish yeah, I could... Sure. And eating, and eating, of course. And eating. Um, who did you who did you bump who did you bump into in Milan? Obviously, you're with your beautiful wife Lucy. Who else was roaming around with you? There was a a nice little crew. Uh, just you know, we we kept on sort of going into curators and collectors, and you know, uh, it was a small small you know group because a lot of people do different Come cities. On, drop drops. People are here for the names to be dropped. Well, it was really more about about Venice, Ben. I mean, I, I can I can give you the names from today. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, that was just a little preview. I mean, Milan was really just, you know, a little snack compared to the meal that is Venice. You got to ease your way into the mm-hmm. Italian lifestyle. But but I did manage to make it to, I managed to make it to Barbasso, which is one of the great uh, art world uh, drinking establishments on planet Earth, uh, where we did run into a number of curators, including uh, Marion Bensala, the director of the Renaissance Society in Chicago, um, who was just dining al fresco at Barbasso. With a number of her colleagues. So it's just a great, great uh, place to, to chat and snack in Milan. And if you have not been there, I highly recommend Oh, let's fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the go-to order? What did you have at the bar? Well, you get the Negroni. You get the uh, Negroni that they specifically made there. I think a bartender made a mistake once and sub- uh, substituted the gin in the Negroni for uh uh, Prosecco, and then invented this kind of Negroni that has since become de rigueur at Barbasso. Which is a great way to get into the mood for the spritzes that Venice has on offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, yeah, and then first thing Monday morning, took the train over uh, and then immediately started pounding the pavement here. There is such an insane number of things to see. I can't recall there ever being this many ancillary uh, shows, events, uh, ever in venice i feel like i've been here for 24 hours and already seen a year's worth of things it's really remarkable well let's start with the non technically inside the arsenale and giardini stuff let's start what did you see yesterday in the lead up to kind of get your your art viewing eyes and your art trekking feet ready mm-hmm. so the first thing i tried to go do was the anselm Kiefer show at the uh, the ducale which is the you know classic doge's palace right next to uh, san marco church uh it you know is obviously one of the big draws here not just for uh you know the art world but also just tourists so i thought that it would be some sort of a situation where i i just easily get a press pass and and go on in but no it's mobbed with people it is just really impossible to get in unless uh you uh, get an, an escort in as i did eventually um but it is an insane show where in one of the rooms uh, where, you know, uh, all the titians are painted on the walls, uh, Kiefer made these gigantic paintings uh, that I, I think are, they have to be among the largest works he's ever made uh, that fill the entire palace. And it is just really stunning. Um, and and that's again, saying something for a guy who likes scale. If they're the largest mm-hmm. things you've ever seen by him, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I just can't imagine, you know, anything ever being bigger. And what's even more remarkable is that after the show's run, he is destroying the works because he's, he says that they can't live anywhere else but in the Ducale. So he's burning them to the ground. That's not so eco-conscious in this day and age now, is it? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's just remarkable to think of, like, what could happen to them if they don't get destroyed. Uh but, you know, he just says that the only time that anyone can see them is, is inside this, you know, insane Venetian landmark. And so that was definitely a highlight. Okay, that was a highlight. What else did you say? There's a palazzo, um, you know, it's just sort of in the center of, of town where there are two different exhibitions. One is uh, by Georg Boslitz, uh, and it was actually installed a year ago, but uh, you know, this being my first time in Venice, it appears, first time I've seen it, first time many people have seen it. Um, just these wonderfully uh, floral and bright uh, paintings by Basilis, who, you know, I don't really associate with like, you know, like joy and, and sunshine and flowers. He's kind of a doom and gloom kind of guy. But, you know, this is a really refreshing Italianate turn by him. Uh, and that was quite remarkable. 
That's interesting. There was a there was a show of early early Bazalets a couple of years ago there. I know, I Not know, there, but in Venice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I kind of thought it'd be more the same, but no, it's it's kind of a radically different turn uh, by him. And in the same plot, so there's a, a series of new works by Mary Weatherford that uh, all are addressing this uh, Titian painting um, that is depicting the uh, a, a satyr who who dared defy Apollo and then was. Uh, just you know, murdered in front of uh, you know the the cheering crowd, uh, and, and it's a really, really horribly violent Titian painting. And Mary just sort of uh, made these beautifully abstract works that are referencing the Titian, and it's set in this gorgeous uh, exhibition that was designed by Kula Payantrasas, who uh, you know has famously designed a number of galleries in Los Angeles and New York, and worked very closely with Mary to just sort of prefigure the entire interior of this plaza. That's interesting. You know, usually Mary works, um, she's something of a, of a, a neo still lifeist and that she goes out to nature and kind of makes these watercolors in plain air and then bases the paintings uh, most usually off these small watercolors that she's made. Um, so mm-hmm. working from life, but once removed and then obviously adding her, her most often, although not always her neon elements to it. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It sounds like she's doing the same sort of process, but to a historical painting, which is quite yeah. different. I've seen them uh, in images. They look, divine yeah they're really really stunning and that was just like a great little opening gambit for me to check out uh and so yeah that was that was yesterday and one would think available for sale via the gagosian gallery i i seem like discreet sellable objects i mean i i know that it's being presented by gagosian i would not be surprised if they were for sale uh i can't say that i i got any prices for you ben to be clear i do not i do not have a pdf of them in my inbox yet got but it, I got anticipate it got that it. in the not too distant future i would think i mean i, I have no information uh but she is an artist i collect fairly heavily um mm-hmm. so you know everything not everything at venice is for sale but mm-hmm. not nothing is for sale either uh i mean I think what a else lot did you did you see yesterday before we get to the main event um, well, I think that, you know, after that, I had a few meetings and then I eventually made my way to the Bower, which is the sort of main artery of the social uh, uh, s- settings here. Uh, it's kind of like the CNB scene, uh, Terrazzo, uh, the Terrazzo to, to end all other Terrazzos. Uh, had some drinks there uh, and then eventually made my way to dinner at this great little uh, old school uh, Venetian place called Trattoria alla Madonna. Uh, which was just divine. Uh, just had a lot of squid ink uh, risotto and uh, you know all kinds of crab dishes and just like a whole variety of, of, of little like sea creatures. Just really amazing shit. The bounty of the lagoon on a plate, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah. Um, you're crushing me. You're get you're getting into my wheelhouse now. It's getting a little uncomfortable over here. Who who is who who is at dinner with y'all? Uh, the the proprietor of Clearing Gallery, Olivier Babin, was there. Uh, the artist uh, Marcus Jamal was there. Lucy was there, of course. Um, and then uh, my fellow writer slash critic Dean Kissick was there as well. And I think we're going to be talking to Dean about everything BNI wise tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll save most of the art for I think with Dean or the kind of the the larger questions about the show. But I know you made it over into the show for the first day of the press preview today. You're like, what are a couple of highlights? What were some wow moments? Who is there? Who'd you bump into? Um, I want to I want to get a sense of the texture of what it's like this morning. Well, I yeah, so I, I was there bright and early first thing. Tuesday uh, is traditionally the press preview, and I know that that uh, the 
uh, Biennale was in the past very, very strict about, uh, you know, how it can only be press. They really want just like print and uh, television reporters to be the first ones to do the show. That appears to no longer be the case because it was pretty packed today. Uh, it did not seem like a normal Tuesday of the Biennale. It seemed like sort of Wednesday status, the number of people who were there. And I'm talking, you know, dealers, collectors, advisors, just like a lot of people seem to have gotten access. They must have expanded their purview of what journalist means or something, or they just want everyone to see it. I don't know. Listen, the world's becoming more market friendly, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that, that, that must be the explanation. It certainly points to that. Um, but, you know, it it seems like, like you know, uh, Cecilia uh, really pulled off a pretty stellar show. I mean, it's really early, uh, so I, I don't want to necessarily give a review but i can say that it is a beautifully installed show with some uh really amazing you know surprises uh some you know artists that we know and love are presented in kind of different ways uh it it feels very very fresh while at the same time feeling definitive it's uh, a really delightful show um and yes it's very very heavy obviously women artists and also sort of women and artists in general exploring the themes of, of surrealism and sort of what that means. But at the same time, it just feels like a really 2022 show uh, sort of expanded on the world stage. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you at least until tomorrow to have to come with a full review for the people. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, in terms of um, in terms of the show itself, any any particular practices that stood out, like like reconfirm that you liked the practice or, oh, I didn't even know about this. It's great. Uh, one or two things that kind of stuck in your head. Yeah, well, um, you know, as soon as you walk into the uh, sort of main pavilion at the Giardini, which is part of the uh, curated exhibition, unlike the other pavilions that are, uh, you know, national pavilions, uh, mm -hmm. you see a gigantic sculpture of an elephant by Catherine Frisch, which is uh, a really, really stunning opening salvo. Uh, and immediately from there, there's a room that pairs sculptures by Andre Usuta, who we talked about at length last week with um, the woven wall works of uh, Rosemary Trockel, uh, which is, uh, I thought, a really stunning pairing and a really great, great room. And just thinking about Biennale's past, it's like the way that the show is installed, it looks incredibly fresh. Like sometimes, you know, using the old pavilions can feel stale in a way, uh, you know, Chichilli did an amazing job of just like building a lot of, of walls and partitions and making it feel like a completely new setting, uh, both uh, there and in the Arsenale. Uh, so from there, some other highlights were, uh, I mean, wow. Um, you know, new works by Jana Euler. I mean, the Katarina Fritsch looks incredible. Looked great that she opens it up with that incredible piece. Uh, definitely made for the gram. I saw that shot more than seven times, I would say. Uh, both stories mm -hmm. and on the grid of that elephant. Uh, yeah. And uh, and also great because she is the, the uh, recipient of the Venice Golden Lion uh, yes. Award this year. Yeah, that was announced last night, uh, which, you know, very, very deserving, of course. Uh, and as soon as you saw that work, it, it made sense why. Uh, and... Um, I mean, you know, Louise Lawler has an entire room to herself that is just really, really stunning. I, I really don't think I can even share much about it. You kind of have to see it in person. Uh, you know, and she did, like, she did a really smart thing, sort of like making this sort of 
older surrealists uh, have rooms of their own rather than try to juxtapose, um, you know, an artist like Leonardo Carrington with an, an, an artist like, like Elaine Cameron Weir. Like they're not together. It's sort of like almost like two different shows sort of woven in together, which works really, really well. How's the Elaine Cameron Weir, Weir ex presentation look? Uh, it's pretty radical, actually. Uh, it's it's sort of a departure in a, a thrilling way. Uh, again, I don't want to give too much, uh, you know, insight into it, but uh, you know, they're very uh, literally anti-war sculptures in ways that I'm not sure she's uh, delved into before. Uh, that's about as much as I can say. Um, but okay, okay, yeah. Um, um, I'm very excited for that one in particular for reasons you may know. Mm -hmm. um, and then you, what about the, uh, what about the national pavilions? Uh, it seemed like, uh, it seemed like people usually leave those for last on this, the first day. Did you make it into any of the national pavilions like the United States presentation? I definitely made it into a few. Um, I, uh, went and saw Simone Lee's presentation at the U S pavilion, which was stunning. Um, she thatched the entire building on the outside. So it looks almost unrecognizable as you walk up. Uh, that's a very iconic building here in Venice. So to see it just sort of totally uh, transformed was really exciting. And there's a massive sculpture installed right at, at the the entrance there, which is really stunning. And, um, you know, these are, I think, some of her best realized works. They're just really, really beautiful and uh, kind of just like pushing her practice even farther. Um, the Francis Elise works at the Belgian Pavilion, really amazing. Uh, it's a series of videos that he made in, in uh, but I didn't make it too many uh, national pavilions. I'm going to go back tomorrow uh, and uh, figure it out. Uh, but you know, obviously, there's uh, huge, there's dozens of other national pavilions at the Arsenale. I didn't really make it to any of them because I just spun through the Arsenale really quick. Um, but yeah, it's been a long, long day of of art seeing here in Venice. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little exhausted. Yeah, you see, you seem a little bit tuckered out, but I know it's. Yeah, you seem super tuckered out, super exhausted, but you know, the night is just beginning. You're back for a little respite, a little chat with me. Looks mm -hmm. like you're hydrating well. I support mm -hmm. that and applaud you. What is next on the agenda? I can look at my phone and I know what I would be doing. Uh, well, <laughs> there's a, a number of events tonight, as you probably know. I mean, I think there's dinners for white cube and there is a dinner for the arts christina quarles who also has amazing work in the uh the main exhibition uh on the giardini that's hosted by uh her london gallery gallery Chorus, along with hauser and worth there is a um what else there's, there's a, a party that listen gallery is doing for anish kapoor who has shows at, at the uh, academia and also at his new institute that's opening here uh that is super exciting and and pretty wild actually um and uh, yeah bobby's got his own palazzo i know it's pretty pretty nuts uh apparently it just has to be seen and so i'm very excited for that and uh yeah and <laughs> chanel is throwing a party for some reason that uh yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna go to because chanel why not and uh it's really just like of course a, a you're gonna time. go to that yeah why not um you know, it's it's a really. You know, really... I I definitely had the house. I had the house one worth part uh, dinner uh, slash uh, for Costina Carl slash um, Pilar Corias, who actually is the people that invited me. So the Pilar dinner, and then mm -hmm. I was gonna uh, just I was gonna go just camp out uh, at the uh, at the Bower on the Palazzo after dinner and just uh, hold forth. I mean, that's definitely the place to be. I'm sure that it's going to be 
packed with people, uh, you know, from from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m. as it usually is. Uh, I can't wait to stop by later and just do some people watching. It is uh, an exciting time to be in Venice. I can't I can't lie. I wish you were here. There's so much going on. Uh, it's it's really remarkable. I mean, I can't lie. I wish I was there. The I universe know. has an incredible sense of humor, but such as it. Is. But I need you. You need to have like a couple, like an espresso or something. I need. I need. Mm-hmm. You, you need to pep it up. I think you're gonna have trouble getting through dinner at this rate. You gotta move around. Maybe do some jumping. I'll jacks, be man. fine. But that, I mean, it's just a matter of you know, uh, walking nonstop for five hours straight. You know, I also hit this incredible show of paintings by Stanley Whitney today. Uh, that is in a wonderful palazzo right on the river presented by Listen Gallery. Uh, I also went to the Marlene Dumas show at the Palazzo Grassi. You know, these are heavy duty you know, <laughs> motherfuckers. Like, this, Listen, you, did, you, did, you did both those shows. You did both those shows mm-hmm. plus the Arsenale plus the main yes. pavilion in the Giardini plus yeah. a couple of random national pavilions. Yes, I did. Yeah, you're I, taking you know, no prisoners. You're in this to win it. You're did you know? Did Vanity Fair get you your own private water taxi, or are you on public transport? No, dude, I don't have any of that shit. I'm fucking walking, man. Like it's it's like you gotta see everything. I can't just like write about the shit without seeing everything. It's just part of the 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 whole deal. We gotta. I gotta talk to what's her name, Rashida. I gotta give Rashida's gotta give me a call. We gotta get you your own boat. There's no way you can do Venice without your own boat popping you around. Hey, man, I'm used to it. I love it. Come on. It's just part of the game. All right. A man of the people. I love to see it. I guess I'm going to let you go get yourself ready for dinner. Put on a tie. Maybe you're going to wear a tie mm-hmm. tonight? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. You're in Europe. Yeah. Okay. That's what I like to hear. A proper mm-hmm. dress man. If you see Nate out and about, go say what's up to him. I appreciate all your thoughts and prayers. They are uh, warranted. I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, any other time of the year, quarantine would be my dream. Camped out here, not having to do anything. But alas... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to look for you tomorrow, I think, Nate. We're going to plan on linking back up again. I'm going to hear some more about everything that I'm missing in Venice. Thanks for doing the Lord's work for us, buddy. Absolutely. There's a lot more to talk about. Yeah. All right. Note to Bennett. Out. Out.